0: to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle. As always, you guys can clearly see a new face. That's that's the face of Camden, a friend of the show, guest of the show. Camden, how's it going?
1: Uh, I'm doing really good today. I'm glad to be here. It's a late night, but I'm happy to be here. I love talking <laughs> sports, so we're
0: good. <laughs> of, of course, and Kyle, of course, how are you? I'm great. I'm
2: great. Glad to have Cam along with us. Cam was good. Of course. Uh, ready to talk some hoops, you know? NBA yeah. is winding down. We got about two weeks left, so I'm ready to talk some hoops for sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And so, coming in, we came out with some questions. Each of us, we um, I know I don't know Kyle's questions or Camden's questions. They don't know my questions, so it's kind of going to be on the spot. But it's mm-hmm. how we do it here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the first question here. We're getting down to the stretch run. We know it's a playoff time. We know. Obviously, the regular season cool, but the playoffs where you get your name, the playoffs where you gain your legend. What what players do you think gained the most from a championship this season?
2: Ooh, I like That's that. Your, we're starting off right there?
0: Yeah, we're starting off right there. What players gained the most from a championship this season? Camden, I'll let you answer first. You're the guest. So,
2: I'm interested to hear Camden's so me? answer. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All you oh. He said I would
1: say (laughs) the team slash the players on that team that would gain the most from this specifically one of them is James Harden, dude. I think James Harden would just his playoff series has just not been it. He's always had amazing um, regular seasons and then Mm -hmm. that playoff comes around and he's lost in the first round other times in other rounds, you know. And yeah. they're really meshing in Philadelphia right now, this awesome thing going on. I think it would be great to see Joel finally get there. Um, I think he would end up getting a finals MVP if he went to the finals. But I think most likely James Harden, for his resume, getting a ship this year would be huge. I think he is the most game.
2: I really okay. do that.
0: All right, Kyle, you? Okay.
2: Listen, Camden kind of stole my answer. James Harden for sure. Uh, especially <laughs> if he if he plays a meaningful part which he should. I mean, he's number 2 on that team. Uh Yeah. You know, it like you said you gain your legend in the playoffs. He's had so many mishaps and honestly bad games in the playoffs or moments where he just doesn't show up. He's just like, ah, "I'm good not shooting the ball. I'm good just dishing it to Gerald Green and <laughs> let him shoot the ball." Uh Yeah. So yeah, James Harden to me is the clear-cut answer. Uh you know, Camden mentioned the organization of Philly themselves. I mean, that'd be the Sixers' first championship since 83, I believe. Uh, you know, that gives Doc two One of the greatest rings. teams of
0: all time, by the way.
2: For sure, for sure. That gives Doc two rings. So that puts him in a different stratosphere. Uh, Harden, yep. giant monkey off his back. And, uh, of course, you know, that, mm-hmm. that elevates Embiid in the fantastic season he had. But if I had to limit it to one player, yeah. James Harden. Now I'm going to give you a bonus answer here too. I would throw KD in there. You now can it's give a, a couple. It's a, it's a little unfair to KD because he's only played three games for Phoenix. But uh, I mean, look, yep. I'm going to be honest. This is just me. And I'm, I'm sure there's a large sentiment of basketball fans who feel this way. But his rings to me with Golden State are like, okay. Like whatever. Like you put any all-star caliber small forward in those positions, I think Golden State still gets those rings. You know what I mean? At least all-star. Harrison Barnes was the small forward prior to that, and he's, like, literally the edge of an all-star, right? Like, he's, like, what separates average to above average to an all-star. Like, he's ran that above average tier, you know? And uh, Mm -hmm. they were winning rings with him. If they would have brought any all-star small forward who can play At minimum, good defense. Chris Middleton. And hit you threes, right? Pascal Siakam at that time. I'm saying, I think they do it. So, yeah, I don't want to minimize it because I think KD is, you know, about as all-time great as you can get. Like, I love KD's game and everything about his game. But, yeah. Absolutely. Him him getting a ring with Phoenix would elevate it a little bit for me. So, James Harden's is my true answer, but I would throw Kevin Durant in there as well. How about you, Keenan?
1: Look. Let me build off of that real quick, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think another it. player on that team that would benefit maybe even more than KD is Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul getting the ring would be huge. Point God. Yeah. That's very true. I Especially he needs it, to be honest.
2: Much like – I can't believe I left that out there. But you're right. Especially if he plays like a big part, like I said with James Harden. As mm-hmm. long as he plays an instrumental part, which you would think he'd have to, uh, yeah, it does go a long way for him. Of course, because, yeah. uh, you Because – I think he kind of – he was injured, but I think he kind of no-showed in games because it went to six games, right, with Milwaukee. I think games five and six against Milwaukee, Chris Paul kind of no-showed in the finals two seasons ago. So, you mm. know, yeah, yeah, Durant yep. would elevate yeah, it. No, absolutely. Yep. Durant and Booker would elevate it. But, you know, if Chris Paul was out there playing defense, playing his ass off and being like a A-plus role player for them slash point guard, you know, that, that will – look good on his resume depending on how that plays out. But you know, we'll get to absolutely. what we think happens He's in the playoffs the probably later. So I'm not too bullish on mm-hmm. Phoenix compared to a Philly if it came down to it, especially with how many games Durant's missed. But yeah, I
0: absolutely agree with yeah, Cam,
2: absolutely. Cam. Absolutely agree with Cam.
0: Um, I do too. I think Chris Paul would be one to game to touch on your Warriors point a little bit of uh, definitely Kevin Durant needs that. He's never been he was the number one guy. Like you argue, he was probably the best player on that team. He did win the two finals MVPs. The second one could be debatable. But, I mean, Harrison, Draymond Green gets suspended for game five. They're clearly up 3-1. Steph's coming off a mm-hmm. of 38. And Harrison Barnes scores zero points. With Draymond Green suspended, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ky, Kyle, Kyle, I don't want to say Kyle. Kyrie Irving. Kyle Warner. Garbage. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James had dual 41s. Mm-hmm. clearly like that, like an all time performance from both of them. So I'm not going to take anything away, but that game was pretty close throughout the entirety of it. If Harrison Barnes makes some open shots cause they were open and Draymond's not suspended, we might not be talking about LeBron getting one in Cleveland. It might've been a four peat for the Warriors. We don't know. Cause they might've, cause they were going for Kevin Durant regardless. And Kevin Durant might go there anyway. I would but think if they won that, KD doesn't go
2: there, but it doesn't really matter because it was. Think, it's bad enough that he went, you know, given what happened. This, yeah. The situation, how it played out. I was going to say, you would
0: think enough, they wouldn't. So.
2: But who knows? Yeah. who knows?
0: You would think they w- he wouldn't, but he, he did lose to him 3 1 anyway. That championship might not have meant the world to him, regardless. But anyway, moving on, because I love the our, James Harden and Embiid. I love those answers. I love the Chris Paul. I love the uh, Kevin Durant answer as well. I've got, I had all of them on my list. So, I'm going to give you two more for different reasons. One, Nikola Jokic. I think yeah. that he is so – he is just – as Kyle and I were talking about a couple episodes ago, he is just so misunderstood almost. Like, he, like in half the sports media, he's not that good. He's been back-to-back MVP. And other than Steve Nash, every back-to-back MVP has been a top two player in the league, and you can, a lot of people are going to say he's not the best. That's Giannis. Second best, people would argue Steph, Luka. He's in that conversation, don't get me wrong. But it's like the weird nature with him and surrounding his name. So I think you get a championship the first time you really got – like a collective around you that is healthy, that is ripe to go, and you bring them to a championship, I think that could do wonders for him. Then I don't think there. you can try to argue it, but I think that argument of possibly Embiid or Jokic just becomes Jokic. That best Mm. player in the league conversation could be interesting. I still would go Giannis because of the defensive prowess that he has, but at the same time, you can be like, okay, two-time MVP as Giannis is as well. Probably runner-up this year, maybe three. It all depends on that that jumble out of there. And then I got a championship on top of that, Well, obviously with a finals MVP there too probably. It's interesting. So I think Jokic is one of them that could gain massively off of that championship. And the second one, legacy-wise, I think is Steph. I think with the Warriors, how Ooh. they've been this season, they just got, it, they just got another – they had back-to-back road wins for the second time this year from beating Dallas. That team has been a roller coaster at best. You have a season where it starts with Draymond punching Jordan Poole. Steph maybe had his best season since his uh, MVP season, mm-hmm. his second MVP season. If he takes them to a championship – Finals MVP, they go back-to-back back again. You start to – you don't have it now, but you start to say, okay, Larry Bird, is he better than Bird? Is he better than Kobe? Is he better than Shaq? So I think you can – and you can start to have those arguments. I mean, you could kind of make it now, but with a fifth,
2: can two have, finals MVPs can put it Jet? there,
0: you can go. But, yeah, oh, absolutely, I'm done.
2: My thing, because you just said, is he better than – Kobe, Shaq, Bird. My thing when it comes to legacy, mm-hmm. when it comes to shit like that, is who has a better resume? Not necessarily who's the better player, because I think it gets sticky when you say who's the better player. You know what I mean? Because it's hard for me to imagine a world where mm. Steph is more dominant than Shaq. Like, for everything that Shaq's yeah, resume absolutely. is, you can put Shaq really up next to anybody given his dominance for those, especially those three years, those three absolutely. years, right? Um,
0: his so point 36 and <coughs> 15 over a 3-year stretch in the finals is mm-hmm. absurd. But go on.
2: Cuz I don't really want to get into the uh, you know, the overcovered MJ LBJ argument. But my argument whenever it comes up mm-hmm. is never who's better. It's never who's better cuz I think f- player for player you can't there's no holes in either one of their games, really. Right? Literally what you can't what go
0: wrong with LeBron. Literally L- you what you can't go wrong with Jordan though. So the on.
2: only thing you could say about LeBron is like maybe his foul shooting at the end of games. And the only thing you could say about MJ mm-hmm. is that he's, you know, not a fucking linebacker like LeBron. You know what I mean? He's, like, pretty average size for mm-hmm. a yeah. two-guard. Other than that, player for player, you <laughs> yeah. cannot go wrong, right? Uh, The resume is where the resume, and I'll use this example. No, I won't. I'm not even going to bring it up because we've talked about it too much. But, yeah, I will because I'm starting my point. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I'm arguing myself like Charles Barkley. Um, <laughs> the argument came up at <laughs> the argument came up at All-Star weekend, you know, the guys brought it up, LeBron or MJ. And I said, and I probably said this in mm-hmm. the pod before, it's still MJ to me because he's still outselling everybody in sneakers. That matters when it's 30 years later, 20 years later from his career. You know, that says something. That's just not normal mm-hmm. in any sport it or does. anything. So, I'm not never talking about skill for skill part of it's MJ's resume, but part of it's his impact that still looms whether it's the culture, whether it's the game, da-da-da. That's besides the point. So that's my thing when Mm -hmm. people say, Steph, this player is better than this player. You know, it's hard to argue with Steph's two-way ability compared to a Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Dominance, you could argue Steph a little bit. But, Keenan, I thought, what I thought you were talking about when you say fifth, I thought you were going to bring up your favorite new argument, which is Steph versus LeBron, because I can only imagine... What the bronze sexuals will be like if Steph gets his fifth, especially this year, given Listen. what the Warriors look like. If he gets especially, it this yeah. year, dude.
0: Listen, he has that's, that's that's more than LeBron. I think LeBron's a better player all time. I would say that. I don't think a fifth for me personally changes it. I think the dominance that LeBron has on both ends. But you can argue now, like who's yeah. you like the whose decade is it? I did the over the last ten seasons. I did it for a school. 2-1, I mean, LeBron had seven finals, uh appearances, Curry had six, LeBron won three, sorry, LeBron won four, Curry won four, like, it was neck and neck, like, right there, yeah. so it would be very, very interesting, but the reason why I bring them up is because in the all-time list, I know, obviously, his career is still going, but people have him around that. 11, uh, 10 to 14 range, which is in the Hakeem, Dr. J, Moses, Malone, Shaq, Bird, Kobe. You put the, uh, you're the you talking resumes. Bird has three MVPs. Curry would have two, but he has more than Shaq and more than Kobe. You could argue Kobe in 06, uh, Shaq in 05. It didn't go that way. We clearly know. Uh, championships, Bird got three, so Curry would have two more than him. He'd have one more than Shaq, and he would tie Kobe. They both would be... Um, they both would be 5-2 and two in the finals. So, like, their finals record is there as well. If Curry got MVP there, they would both have two finals MVPs. Then you go on impact on the game. Curry did change the game. Obviously, Kobe had a, a very huge impact on the game as well. So, their impact is close, too. It's, it's right there. You have one of the greatest, obviously, all-around players ever, the best, worst shot maker, if you want to say, in Kobe. But then you have the greatest shooter of all time, no argument there in any like with Steph, so it really could be an argument on who is there, and then that could be Curry at seven. And then the next talk is Duncan, not that not to get too deep into it, but like I think a fifth really could propel him and his like legacy super high, especially with this team that right now no one would assume is going to win it. They're, like, looking at three or four other teams in the West. So Quick retort. That's why I think he could be another one, but Jokic definitely, too. Quick retort, because we do want to get to a question two yep. here. Um five, def-
2: five certainly puts you in rarefied air. Uh, but much like I mm-hmm. said, Durant, how I'm kind of like whatever about those rings because it was involved with Steph, I kind of give that same uh, handicap to Steph as well. You know what I mean? So... His five, I look a bit differently, a little bit, just a little bit. But also – I
0: mean, also Kobe had Shaq. Shaq had Kobe. I agree, yeah. and we'll
2: talk about that another day. We'll talk about that another day because that's a thought I've I've thought about a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. next with that, you mentioned him, again, compared to Kobe, compared to Duncan, compared to all of them. I'm in the same place with Curry as I was yep. with LeBron before the scoring record because, you know, that puts LeBron yep. in, especially rarefied air now. Um just wait and see occur. Yeah. You know what I mean? St- the way Steph's going, he's getting oh, in- hes mm-hmm. getting injured yeah. every three weeks. Steph could have a career-ending injury next year. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. I don't want to compare him and Kobe and him and Shaq and him and Duncan and him and Bird quite yet just because we don't know how much longer he has. Now, if he has five more years of this and they're in contention, that. that puts him in a different place. But that's just me. Let's move on to question two, though, because we got a lot more questions.
0: 100 fine with that. This second one is going to come quick from me. Um, NBA-wise or whatever, pickup-wise, whatever, would you guys rather see a crossover where a guy falls and then hit a three on him or hit a jump shot on him, or would you rather see a poster?
2: That's a great question. In any (sighs) event, in any event.
0: personal. Any event any you can sp- put you can put the situation. and if you want to put like a pickup and then a put a uh, NBA situation on it, you can't go for it. It's up to you. Uh,
1: I'm going poster, dude. I'm going poster. I think fair enough. I think that crossovers are crazy, they're unreal, and um any situation if you dropping somebody and hitting them, it's dope. Yeah. But a poster, dude. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, what got me going as a kid and just seeing DeAndre Jordan dunking on Brandon Knight would get me going. Oh, what a you monster know? jab by DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> that was great. Yep. So, i seen that dunk the other
2: day, too.
1: Like, an unreal body, <laughs> yep, an unreal body, dude, is, I think, unmatched in a lot of ways. Unmatched in a lot of ways.
0: But don't, let me tell you one, one, other,
1: one other thing. If okay, Kyrie hit it. that shot. If Kyrie hit that shot that one time where he fell on the ground on the when he was on the nets. He fell on mm-hmm. the ground. Buzzer beater. Loki crossed him up on the ground, nearly hit it this close. That might be another moment. That might be another <laughs> moment.
3: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I would say
0: poster though. Fair. Fair enough. Kyle, I, you?
2: I think I'm going to agree with Cam there. Um the games I've been to or whether it's pick up like, at an actual game, seeing a poster mm-hmm. is different. You know what I mean? It's probably different if it's if it's Kyrie or Steph or someone like that or Jamal Crawford, someone who's got a serious handle, and them their crossovers yeah. to a three or crossover to a jump shot, it is akin to a poster. Only for them, though. You know what I mean? There's a select mm-hmm. few. Like, if... If you're in the building for that Iguodala crossover against the Nuggets when he was on the Warriors, I mean, he's still on the Warriors, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Like, that's one that's crazy, but that's kind of, it's got to be so specific. Whereas, even a nasty dunk by itself, like last night, Paul George, who, by the way, thank God he's only out for three weeks, that 360 in traffic mm-hmm. was nuts. That's like one of my favorite dunks of the year. And he didn't dunk on mm-hmm. anybody.
0: Uh, did you see Jaw tonight? <laughs> Jaw had one. Yeah, on KJ Martin. Yeah, I'll look it up. He he, he had a double clutch. He, it was a it was nasty. That's it was yes. a double clutch. So yeah, no, I would have to go dunk too. I would have to go post it too because I'm gonna look it up right now while you are talk. So mm-hmm. I would uh, I go back I go back and forth on this because there's an aspect to a cr- like obviously I've dunked on like eight foot rims nine foot rims whatever I can't dunk on a ten foot rim so there's an aspect of dunks that's almost like. "Quote unquote" mysterious for me, just because mm-hmm. I've never done it. I just know how difficult it is to actually make somebody fall. So sometimes I lean towards that because I'm thinking, like, what embarrasses you mm. more, LeBron on Houston, you my on face? Nurkic, you see my face, or Harden on Wesley Johnson?
2: What? I didn't even say, I said, "Did you see my face reacting to Jaws dunk? Like that's that tells you all you need to know." Was my face reacting to Jaws slow motion? Dunk. <laughs> What'd you Absolute, say, Logan? absolutely, I, th- I think you said a good question, but I was too busy reacting here. What'd you say?
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Did he break his <laughs> nose? That's by fine. the way? He's That's fine. That's literally if I was. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know why he's masked up like MF Doom either. I have no idea, but. No, it's ja, – no, jaw took off. Yeah. But, uh, like, what like, – because I'm just thinking to myself, like, what – obviously it's not just this, but what's more embarrassing, being Wesley Johnson when you're James Harden or being, like, Nurkic when you're Bron?
2: Yeah, it's Nurkic.
0: Like, that's, like yeah. – I'll say this. I, I've been cross – I think it would be Wesley Johnson. I think falling like that and then having Harden just stare at you – like just looking at you like you're a, you're a bum and then hitting the three. like this is so disrespectful. It's almost Look, more disrespectful than a dunk. I've been I don't
2: know. I've been dropped before on a Stop. crossover. And it's embarrassing, but like you it happens to everybody. Like everybody's been crossed, everybody's been left. Everybody's had I've gotten dropped and it's embarrassing for a second. You know what I mean? You deserve mm-hmm. the shit that's talked to you and then it's over. I've thought about this, though. I've never been dunked on. But I'm thinking, like, if I really got dunked on like that, it'd probably fuck up my game for, like, at least three plays. Like, imagine if someone bodied you the way... Re- he mentioned DeAndre on Brandon Knight. Imagine if that happened to you. I would literally leave it real
0: Unreal, right?
2: I'd be like, I just caught diarrhea. I got to go, guys. Like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Like, you'd never it's- see me on that court again. You know what? Not at what least if, for like, a year. Like, imagine
0: if you got dunked on. Fake an
2: ACL injury? Like...
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know what you are you're yeah I, I actually you saying that right now just made me think to my basketball like h- h- life i've refused to get dunked on i've been crossed i've dr- been dropped mm. one time by caleb brew but and that was on a fast break it was i was not great but um uh, the thing about getting crossed is you have the chance to go back at that person, and uh, if you can score the next play or get them, you can nullify them. There's that. redemption. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult to just nullify, nullify a poster because then you kind of have to get another poster because if you just, like, get a nice little move and, like, a jump shot or whatever, people are going to look you you're at you. you got to at least no, drop them that, on the, the way back. That doesn't matter. You would have
2: to get him with an ankle breaker. That's yeah. the only thing close. Yeah, to
0: you it. have to, like – or send the nicest so pass
2: you've
0: ever th- sent. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it has to be like special, special. Yep. So yep. I might lean, I might lean dunk, even though I, I love to. I think the dunks more, disrespectful and embarrassing. I almost think I like to watch a crossover a little more, just because of the aspect of I try to do that and the difficulty that it takes to actually really get someone that bad. Like yeah. obviously you can get someone shift them, but it's different when you are Iggy or when you are against Nuggets or your um Kyrie Brandon Knight or your like these other like, AI like there's just different kind of crossover. So yep. that was I I love watching those two But both are obviously spectacular. Electric, yep. They're all elec- they're they are electric.
1: Yep, I'm just thinking in my head just like imagining myself trying to get Donovan Mitchell yesterday, just mm-hmm. going up the best I could. And it's Donovan Mitchell just to just like ungodly, godly raise it up into the air and slamming on you and how you just have to take that
0: and, and just go, go back, back offense, and
1: just be, yeah. what can you do? What can you do? It's not like you're going to get another poster off that. You're not going to go at Donovan. It's crazy, man. So it's I agree. tricky. No, that's, I agree fair.
0: That, that's fair. That is fair, and I, I do agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So, and then my third my third question is, who is the next face of the NBA?
2: Ooh, well, it would be Zion if we're yes. talking about American players. Uh, ja kind of took that from him. Ja's the American face, probably, uh, but it, it's probably going to be Luca. If you had to give me one, and it'd probably be Luca. Pro-
0: Probably and another thing that I was gonna mention too that I didn't bring up is a championship for Jaw and Tatum would be great. I think if, I think those are gonna be your right now your two best American born players, which is easier to be the face because it's an obviously an American league. So if Tatum was to rede- redeem himself, have a great playoff run and get yeah. that championship, mm-hmm. he would make himself probably the best American born player. And I don't know, there's just something about him that doesn't feel like a face, but I think you can't. You wouldn't be able to deny him you couldn't deny him any more top five in the league. Yeah. I think you just like he has to be there Mm -hmm. regardless of like how you feel. Because even you and I were talking when we were going through the league, it's like Tatum's behind them, but why? Tatum It just it's like almost a feeling. It's not even just the game sometimes, it's just like why is he behind him? But he is. Tatum's in this
2: he's in this rarefied air that's literally by himself. He's he's better than people like Yeah. He's better night-to-night night than someone like LeBron or AD right now, right? Because he's
0: more healthy than them.
2: Yeah, you know I mean? And he can, he can play defense yes. at an elite level, and then obviously his offense is there. Uh, but he's not. Yes. And you probably still put him ahead of Ja, right? But where Ja would have him in the face of the league is because Ja's highlights are crazy. Because Ja does play just as hard as him. Like, Ja, I've said this, Ja's this mm-hmm. generation's A.I., you know, just his appeal, how he plays, how hard he plays, mm-hmm. his ridiculous athleticism, Absolutely. his highlights. You know what I mean? Ja puts himself. That gets you face of the league type stuff. So Tatum, Absolutely. Tatum being American, he could do all he wanted. He's never gonna be the face of the league the way yeah. Ja could or Luca could. And Luca has been that, dominating this fair. league since year tw- since he's twenty years old. You know what I mean? So Luca's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Also rarefied air, but yeah, T- Tatum's in a weird spot where he's <laughs> better than everybody else, but he's not as good as an Embiid, a Jokic, a Doncic. Uh, yep. Even though Trent would it, argue that Trent's favorite it, uh, argument right now is Doncic, Doncic versus uh, Tatum, and it's a good argument because Tatum's certainly I think better it's a good argument. Player. Yeah, he's certainly a better two-way player than Luca, but. You know, if you put Luke on the Celtics, what do the Celtics look like right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. The
1: thing with Tatum right now is he's he's low-key a streaky shooter. Like if he's on, he's on. Especially since the break. If he's scoring that twenty-three, yeah. Since he's that break, it's been rough. If he's at twenty-three and he's shooting, I don't know. He's I think he's shooting like thirty percent from three, which I'm not loving it. Absolutely.
0: And the thing with Luca that, and the thing with Luca that makes him a little bit better is Tatum hasn't. He can do it, but it's not a night-to-night thing. When Luka's jump shot's not flowing, he affects the game regardless of his defensive liability liability at times. His effect on the game is so massive that even on a bad shooting night, he can still feel like the best player. Tatum on a bad shooting night, he can because he's that talented, but he doesn't always feel like the best player. He's coming along with it, but it just Mm -hmm. needs to be a little bit more consistent, if that makes sense. I would push back on
2: that. I would agree. I would push back on that. I would say Tatum, I almost like Tatum's effect on the game more if he's having a bad shooting night than Luka, just because of what Tatum can bring defensively and on the glass. Uh, and Dang. he's an sure. underrated playmaker. Sure. Tatum can get you five to eight assists, you know what I mean? Uh, whereas Luka's going to oh, yeah, get absolutely. all the attention. You can't, you can't. He's going to dish you it He just can't get threes. you
0: 20 like Luka.
2: True. But Luka's 20. I mean, I've said what I think about Luka's passing. He's not as willing as yeah. maybe LeBron yeah. was, but... You know, you can go back to the last podcast where we had this exact conversation. But uh you know, Luca can mm-hmm. get you twenty assists for sure. But uh yeah, it's yeah. an interesting conversation just because of how much of a one way player is Luca Luca is right now. But we did yeah. see that with Steph. And <sighs> Steph right now I would say is at least a B to even a B plus defender right now. Whereas before you might have gave Steph a yeah, he, C plus to he's a B definitely Minus. Picked up, yeah. Uh, he's got his strength. So yeah,
0: no, he's not – Steph's not a liability anymore. He is – he's semi-a-plus because he reads the passing lanes well. He's going to give 100% effort, and he's got quick hands. And It's kind of like how now. Bird was He's got the body point. now too. He can, he yeah, can, it's kind of like how Bird – a different way, but Bird was.
2: And even look at yep. like a Brook Lopez who – he's not the most fleet of foot, and he might win defensive player of the year this year. And that's someone yeah, – you know, He's been phenomenal. He's been nice too. this year. Exactly and I would never would have said that five years ago, ten years ago I would ne Brooke Lopez wouldn't know player of the you year, literally you know? wouldn't have never never so his yeah. brother
0: was better defender, like not an, obviously yeah. like the level yeah. that yeah. Robin Lopez got you, but Robin Lopez coming in was a much was a mm-hmm. better defender than Brooke Lopez for sure, Brooke yeah. Lopez is just long so he could block shots, but like defensively he wasn't that I agree so oh,
1: I got you're going, yeah, I got a few players that I think could be the face of the NBA. Okay. hmm Um, one of them, did any of you say Giannis?
0: None of you, neither that's of you said Giannis. I was going to mention okay, that's, Giannis. That weir- that's weird. He could be the best player for the next that. like half decade and still maybe not be the ah, face, which is I, weird. I don't weird know. It's weird because
1: he's like in that weird Milwaukee space and like Milwaukee doesn't get the hype that it's sh- like Giannis should get. But mm-hmm. like if Giannis wins another y- ring this year, next year, He's definitely got that face, and um, I think it's tough with players like Jaw, because when I think of Jaw, I almost always think of somebody like Derrick Rose, who he could be the face or electric for two, three years, but there, there's not been a lot of longevity with a player like him. The Absolutely. second player that I think this is going to be like my long shot answer. Okay, this I'm dude. Video. Nope. Anthony Edwards, I think, could legitimately – if he put, if he moves or if he makes it work there, that dude is unreal. And if the they game. make – if the Timberwolves say, yo, we're building around Ant and we're making this work, he could do it. That man could do it. If he moves, it goes somewhere else and works with somebody – I think he he's got the game in the bag to really make it happen. I, I love know, Anthony. I Edwards. don't
0: even hate that. I do not hate that. I, he needs to take that next step. Like he kind of like Dwayne Wade reminds me of. Like mm-hmm. he, I mean, he reminds me of Wade a little bit. And if you think of Wade, obviously Wade had, was very good early on. Showed that he was a closer. Showed super athletic layups out of this world. Obviously, Anthony Edwards can mm-hmm. bounce out of this world. He had the, one of the best dunks I've ever seen. Honestly, a couple yep. years back. But if he, like Wade had that finals run, exactly. and that finals really brought him like, oh my goodness, who is this guy? He got mm-hmm. really, Like he was getting comparisons to Mike at that point because yep. of how electric he was in the finals. Yep. Like if Anthony Edwards could have a run like that, that could make that could him, him up. very interesting because he does have the electricity of the game. Like he can get hot from three, but he also can go punch on you. He can finish around the like. And then his athleticism allows him, he's going to become a better defender throughout. Mm-hmm. So I don't even hate that. I don't yeah. know if it'll happen, but I don't, I don't hate know it. If it'll, I don't know if it'll
1: happen, but I could I don't hate see it. that road going down, and I love his hate. game.
0: I don't hate it. Yep. Quick
2: response before we get to uh, Camden's three. Yep. Uh, you mentioned yep. Giannis, and it's crazy that none of us mentioned Giannis. Uh, I do believe, mm-hmm. like Camden said, him being in Milwaukee, he's going to be kind of and it depends. Maybe he'll catch on with the American audience. I think he is really popular. Uh, but it's always in comparison yeah, to LeBron he's and so popular, Steph yeah. right now. You know what I mean? LeBron and Steph are kind of the co-faces of the league. Like LeBron Those more than co-faces. Steph, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Steph's definitely 1B to LeBron's 1A. Uh, so Giannis yeah. is right there. But he could be in this weird Tim Duncan space where he's probably the most successful player of his generation, but it just
0: doesn't catch. It's very possible. Uh, you could the reason why I wouldn't put Tim Duncan was probably you could arg- go on sorry. Oh no, go ahead,
2: go ahead, ahead cuz you're finishing a good point.
0: I was just say, I was just saying Tim Duncan was probably the best player in like you could argue the best player in the league from 02 to o six o seven. Like you are so you make that argument. He had two MVPs, he won 3 championships within that time. Like you could argue he was the best player in the league, mm-hmm. but he never was like the face like a Kobe or like a Shaq or or AI at that time, either, even. But you go on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, it was really like a Shaq-Kobe-AI split. Like, I've said it's AI, but it really was like a threesome of them being the co-faces of the league. Now, thing with, mm-hmm. thing with all about Shaq, AI, and Kobe, what they had, though, they already had their names while Jordan was in the league, right? So by the time Jordan retires, yeah. you know who they are. And that's where Ja is right now, where Anthony Edwards is not. Everyone knows Anthony Edwards, sure, especially if you're a ball fan, right? We all know Anthony Edwards, but the popularity Ja has right now is what Shaq or Kobe or an Allen Iverson had.
0: Dunkaroos. Yeah, he's got his own sneakers, so it's got to
2: be Ja from an American perspective. He's the one. It would be Zion had he played. It would be Zion and Ja right now. That would be the conversation, but... You know, Zion yep. can't stay on the court. So for me, it's definitely Ja. And then on the international side, Luca over Giannis, just because of how early luca has been dominating over here. And he's already got that appeal with the kids too. But Giannis is there too, yeah. but he just might be, like uh, Camden said, because of Milwaukee, it might dock him a few points. But we really don't know. If Giannis gets a 3 P, which, you know, could happen, it's probably not going to happen, but yeah. it's possible, right? He's in his prime. Uh, that sends you to a different stratosphere. So it all depends on winning at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, look, Giannis has the highlights. He absolutely has the highlights. So that's going for him. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's move on to Camden's questions. I'm interested to hear what he has.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So my first question is this. It's the season's coming to an end, right? And I've been so interested more specifically in the West right now and how oh, of the west when the playoffs happen are going to blow my mind. I think that this Wide could be open. a year where lower seeds could win. The 1, 2 and 3 seeds have like very little to no playoff experience slash like they're young. Whereas the Warriors are like a 6 seed right now. The Lakers could get in at a 10, and they've been looking really nice. Um, The Clippers are down below. The Suns are lower. I think that it's going to be, like, this really, really interesting thing where, like, do we think that their records are not an actual reflection of the power rankings going in because of the trade deadline that happened with, like, the trades that happened? And then legitimately, like, the Warriors are the Warriors and they might end up like a seven eight seed, right? They might be mm. that seed. Do you imagine the Nuggets going up against the Warriors or the Lakers with LeBron? I don't it's gonna be interesting.
0: It, it's gonna be super interesting. No one the Nuggets don't wanna see the Lakers nope. and the Kings obviously the Kings are young so they're gonna be fine with whatever, but like if right now, if it was Sacramento and Golden State, who are you taking?
2: That right. completely depends now, Sacramento's
0: on Sacramento's uh, offense Wiggins has been unreal. It, yeah, I was yep. going to say, yep. the health of Wiggins and Gary Payton in the second. Gary Payton definitely looks like he's going to be back before that play. the playoffs. I think from what I've seen, Wiggins is un, undisclosed TBD. because of the personal matters. Yeah, so we we don't know with Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Some I've heard that he possibly could be out for the rest of the season with this. I've also heard, like, whatever. We don't really know what's going on because no one really knows. They're just speculating off of kind of what they – found from inside whatever but say just say that wiggins and Peyton are back exactly that the seven seed you warriors you would probably take over the kings due to the experience they have the best player on the floor mm-hmm. and like so even regard like even regardless of the road record i know they're such a veteran team we think they can probably win one out of four right you would think so that is going to be interesting and then like Lakers-Nuggets. I understand like, you'd have to go with the Nuggets, but Braun, AD, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves been playing well. Vanderbilt's mm. been playing great defense. You've got uh, Dennis Schroeder's been playing well for them as well. You've got – so they've just – they've built a team. Malik Beasley as well. They've built a team to where they can compete. So it's like, would it be that that crazy if the Nuggets got upset in the first round? <sighs> like it wouldn't like i wouldn't obviously it would be like oh wow the nuggets really lost in the first round as a one seed but like we've seen it before mm-hmm. and it and this is not your regular 8 seed you have two of the top 10 players in the league on or two, top 12 if you want to call it anthony davis sure. fluctuating but like still that that doesn't really happen as an 8 seed so yep. yeah it's going to be very interesting the power rankings and the standings are going to matter for home court but it's not going to always indicate the best team going into that series. But, Kyle, what do you say about that? So,
2: what was the question? Basically, that the standings as is, do I think they are representative of what the teams actually are? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. I agree with Keenan. When it pertains to Golden State, it completely depends on Wiggins more than Gary Payton, as far as the first round goes. They get Wiggins back. Oh yeah, uh, yeah 100%. if they get Wiggins back and he's in rhythm, playing good defense, hitting threes, yeah, I probably give the Warriors the edge over the Kings in that hypothetical matchup. Let's say it's Warriors Kings. I'd probably give them the edge. Now, mm-hmm. Kings are coached by Mike Brown, who has been, who was the Warriors' lead assistant for years leading up to this. Yep, coach um, of the year. And yeah, absolutely, 100%. I agree with that. And. I think, honestly, I think it would be a seven-game series. I really do. Uh, the Kings, they don't have that experience, so I don't trust Six them. Six or seven, yeah. I yep. don't trust them, but I do think, look, they, they can score on anybody. That offense is insane. Um, De'Aaron Fox is playing his ass off. Sabonis is playing his ass off. I love the way Sabonis is playing right now. Um, Sabonis has been nice. And they have a true mm-hmm. – I mean, y'all haven't seen it. You, y'all have literally not seen it in your lifetime because that's how long it's been since the Kings – have been in the playoffs. But the Kings are going to have a true home court advantage in the playoffs. Like, it's going to be nuts there. Almost in the same way Mm -hmm. where, like, the Raptors hadn't been to the playoffs in a while. And it kind of been forgotten how raucous their home crowd was. And in the playoffs, the Raptors are... Yeah. Their home crowd's as loud as anybody. That's how it's going to be with Sacramento this year. Oh, absolutely. And especially if it's Gold State, a Pacific Division rival, uh, in-state team, Mm. it's going to be insane. The Lakers... This is but gonna sound sacrilegious as a Celtics fan, I to just but I'm like heavily rooting for the Lakers to yeah. get in just because I think they're fun to watch. I really do like the way they play. I like the up and chilled. down.
1: I am Celtics My
0: fan
2: and feel that. that. Yeah, because I like the way
0: DeAndre's playing. Of course, playing. you want to see. I want to see LeBron and AD over the team. True, of course. True. Now here's where I disagree a little bit. Over Utah,
2: I, I wouldn't mind seeing Utah. I do like Utah's squad, but I, you know, I do want to see LeBron and AD. Now LeBron's got plantar fasciitis, which is a terrible injury. So. You know, my belief oh, absolutely. my belief on how well he we can manage in that, a seven true. game series, I really don't know. That's a easily re aggravated injury. And they're being pretty vague about when he's coming back. You know, if he does come back before the playoffs, I believe it would be that very last week. So I believe we're still two, two and a half mm-hmm. weeks away from seeing LeBron. So I don't know. But I do hope the Lakers I also sneak just in. want to
0: say Doctor Warner called that. You just you want called Plantar fasciitis? <laughs> you did. You did I, mention it a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I did on the pod because you were like, it looks like an ankle injury. I was like, the way he was holding his foot, it looks like it possibly could be like a torn tendon or a plantar fascia under something.
1: My next question is this, okay? And yep. ah, this might be bold for me to say, but mm-hmm. I honestly was thinking about this, right? About mm-hmm. Chris Paul specifically
3: mm-hmm.
1: and yep. the hype of Chris Paul. Personally... Right, I was looking back at this. I don't remember Chris Paul owning a stretch where he was the best point guard in the league ever for a long time.
0: You you, 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 you missed it. Wrong. You missed it. Then it was about two thousand about no. two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen, and then Steph took it. I, yeah, I don't problem. think
1: so. Yeah. I'll tell you this.
0: He took it from he took it from Nash can I th- and then he went can I answer th- he took it from Nash and he t- he was for like half a decade. A I got I long gotta long answer call. this just
2: cause I was I mean Keenan was a kid y'all were kids I was in high school like really watching I loved that version of Chris Paul and yeah Chris Paul was undoubtedly he's point God for a reason now all right and oh seven to fourteen Chris Paul Pelicans Clippers Chris Paul you know uh, look. I know people hate him because he'd be throwing out nut shots. He'd be doing some bitch shit sometimes. I get it. I get it. I've even, like I said, he was one of my favorite players in high school. And over time, it's dissipated because of how annoying he can be. Right? But that being (laughs) said, 07, even up until when Curry took it from him, still in that 15, 16 range, Chris Paul was no holes in his game no holes in his game. And that's why he took it from Nash cuz you still could have argued Ooh, he's, at, he's a 6-foot brown. <laughs> you still could have right. argued at some yeah. point, kid and Nash. But I, man, I've,
0: I've called him that forever. He's a 6-foot brown. Chris bronze.
2: Paul could take over games. He could He had nobody around him except for David West in New Orleans and he was winning games with him. Uh Yeah, 6-foot could get to the rim whenever he wanted because of his quickness. Uh lockdown on defense about his A good of a defensive point guard Mm. as we've seen. Him, Gary Payton, and Jason Kidd, probably. I don't know about the other ones in the 80s and 70s, but, you know, since I've been alive, (laughs) definitely Uh, Chris Paul.
0: um, If you want to count Maurice Cheeks. Mo Uh, Cheeks. Maurice Cheeks was great.
2: But, yeah, Chris Paul was definitely point Uh, guard. Sidney
0: Moncrief. I know he was a two more so, but, yeah, Sidney Kidd. Yeah, he was
2: a two. He was a two, but, no, Chris Paul definitely was that dude for for a little bit. So, wait, what what was your question? That was more of a Um, statement saying Chris. You're, were you asking? Well, that was a because, general question. Well, hold on.
3: This,
1: is what, this was a general question. Because right. for me, I don't fully believe that. What do you believe? I would say. I, okay, go, Keenan. You go first. You go
0: first. No, no, no all I was going to say was uh, just a Cam's going to come out and say something like. Um, obviously, I. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get to it after. <laughs> He's going to say something wild, and I'm, ex- I'm excited. I just want to say, actually, Keenan, um, let me cut you off. Exactly. Let me cut like, you
2: off, Keenan. I do want to say this. On Instagram yesterday, I thought of Camden. Because I saw a clip of uh, Quincy Acy. And Cam did at one point. I had to break this up. Let me just just preview this before Cam gets to whatever point he's going to finish. I know Keenan's going to talk. And I know Cam's going to say someone was. But Cam at one point said Quincy Acy, who was like a second-round pick, I believe. I could be wrong about that. He definitely had a second-round pick Mm -hmm. career. Uh, What'd you say? He was going to be the best point guard in the league? Or it's not point guard, but power forward in the league. And he said, "I Quincy
0: AC, I got it. I got it for you here. 2013-2014. We know how great Blake Griffin was." He said in about 4 to 5 years, Quincy AC is going to be better than and Blake like, Griffin. It's exactly what he told me. Like, and we were like, "Wait, what? Like, he also Griffin said Russ get... Smith was a" yeah,
2: he did say that.
0: Okay. I, Russ I don't Smith know. We're not going to let overseas. that slide either. Overseas. Overseas, okay, cool. he was AI. He <laughs> cool. was. He, so he did. And overseas. He did get him right there. And overseas, Dwight Howard right now is Wilt. Yes. Cool. I know. You, I made
1: some bad calls. I
2: made You were one for two calls. on Russ Smith being overseas AI. But you did say NBA AI. But, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, Quincy A. That that that's, that's why we got a problem. I did.
1: So, this okay. is what I would say. Okay. okay. During that stretch in the 2000s, after Nash, I feel like there was a handful of point guards that did things better than Chris Paul. Not Tell for me. as long as Chris Paul, but I, like I would this. go with, listen, mm-hmm. Darren Williams was unreal for a hot minute, okay? True, mm-hmm. true. That
0: was an
1: Rajon, argument. Second best at one point. Raj, Rajon Rondo was Unreal at point guard, doing some Played crazy one of the best stuff. games
0: I've ever seen live.
1: Yep. Tony
2: Parker was doing no,
0: stuff
1: never, pretty never,
2: great then. Never, I, I those think first he was. T- Those first two, you're right. Tony Parker's Tony Parker, best. Tony, Tony Parker is not even in. You mentioned okay. Rondo and Deron Williams. Tony Parker isn't even in their class, and Tony Parker's got the rings. Player
0: to player, though, okay. Tony Parker. Sorry. Yes, you okay, right. so, like, okay. So, so here, like, if you want to compare it to the day, it'd be like, like if you want to count Chris Paul's like Steph – Tony Parker on that level would be someone like how – maybe like a few years back how Kemba was to Kyrie, Steph, and Lillard. Something Mm -hmm. like that. But go on. I just think
1: that personally those first two that I said, Rondo and Williams, to me were better during those times. I think that moving on afterwards, that the Stephs, the – Um, Russell Westbrooks that we saw depending on who you call a point guard um, I would say that some people like um, James Harden were unreal during that time okay and the hype on Chris Paul I get it he's a great player he's good but he's never had that three point aspect of to his game he's had teams that he's played on that were loaded. Those Clippers teams were unreal at those times. Okay, they were,
0: they were. and
1: they mm-hmm. never, they never went the distance. They never went the distance. I got him, Kyle. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're good. I got him. Here we go. I'm listening. I, I'm, listening. Him, I'm kind no, of I'm agreeing know.
2: on Cam, I am agreeing with Cam on some things. I cannot wait to respond. I do want to hear Keaton first, though.
0: I am too. But keep going. Keep going, Cam. I'm. I got him, Kyle. <laughs> I'm interested to see where you're gonna go with this.
1: Also, Chauncey Billups was I, nice back in the day too. I, I, I fucked okay. with Chauncey.
2: I fucked yeah. with Chauncey.
0: I don't know about Chris Paul, but I definitely no. fucked with Chauncey. No, no, going not say Big I, Shot I, Billups I, was lit, was but like, no, boss. not not Chris Paul, oh, not Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul got. A David West second-best player team to the conference finals to play against the Lakers took them six and played one of the best games I've ever seen a player play in my entire life. But anyways, that's just a aside for that. During that point, better defensive point guard than Chris Paul at time was, wait, no one. All right, so you have the best... Point guard in the league, you have the or best defender in the league at the point guard position. You have the best passer in the league at the point guard position and probably just the best passer in the league. You might argue LeBron, whatever, I wouldn't because, because the efficiency of Chris Paul with that passing as well. Sure. He could. Chris Paul didn't score thir- like 28 a game because he didn't want to score 28 a game because he wanted to get others. He could have averaged about 28-5 in like if nine, Chris Paul wanted or aver- like, like 8 to if 9 Chris Paul instead to of average, average 30 at
2: that time he absolutely could have in his athletic prime he,
0: crown, he yeah. could have averaged 30 100% so like like the thing with Darren Williams couldn't orchestrate an offense as well as Chris Paul he could score on that level but he couldn't orchestrate an offense as well rondo couldn't score on that level of Chris Paul, but he could orchestrate an offense just as well. He was like a combination of them both. Obviously, Rondo had games where he was absolutely spectacular. I believe the 44-10-9 he put up against the Heat in game five, I want to say, in Miami. Absolutely amazing. Rondo. But, like, like they, they both had great moments, and they were both great point guards. Yeah. But then Chris Paul was a combination of them both and kind of in defensively was better than both of them. So that's where Chris Paul gets it. You're right about those Clippers teams. Those Clipper teams were loaded, but one year Chris Paul got injured. One year Blake Griffin got injured. One year they choked when they lost to the Rockets, and then, and then it pretty much went into the Warriors dyna- dynasty. And they choked one they year against the like Thunder. went from like Nash well. passed the torch to Chris Paul, and then Steph just took it from him. But you can add anything else you'd like to Scott Kyle.
2: Listen, Cam, you bringing up Rondo? That's like the best. Like, I'm a. Like, you said you're a Celtics fan. I'm a Celtics fan as well. That's my favorite yep. era of the Celtics. And even I forget, like, the greatness of Rondo. Let me address De'Ron Williams first. Oh, he was right. amazing. Right. It's weird that you brought this up because I just happened to – Keenan's been talking about all the stuff he's been looking into with stats and stuff, so it's gotten me kind of in that mode. And I've just been looking up yeah. random players here and there just to see, like, does my memory mm-hmm. match up with, like, what the stats say, right? And – uh yeah, I sure. wanted, so I looked up to Ron Williams the other day, like literally yesterday, I believe it was. So it's funny you mentioned this. And uh, he averaged way more <laughs> assists than I remember. There was a time he was averaging like 23 and 11, which is basically Chris Paul numbers. And I didn't remember that. I thought he was around eight assists. Yeah, and yeah. I thought the kinda, I thought the, the argument was more to do with them getting to the conference finals that one year and they get to the semis after that. But I figured it was more to do with his size and yep. strength and how he could get to the bucket. That was part of it, but I did not realize he was dishing out 11. So he really was a difference maker for those three, four years in Utah. Now, he was not the two-way player Chris Mm Paul was. Uh, It was an argument for a hot minute, like you said. Uh, But when you mentioned Rondo and Keenan, you mentioned, who'd you mention in the last part of your argument before I get to Rondo? You said, oh, sorry, no, Uh, sorry, you you mentioned the Clipper teams. So they choked one other year. They choked against the Thunder one year the Clippers did when they should have won. So they choked twice with the Clippers.
0: Yeah, sorry, I, for, I, I said three years, I meant four So they years. choked yeah, twice right. out of those Go years.
2: Um, it's funny the revisionist history with the Clippers, that Clipper team, because everybody hated them at the time with how much Doc and Chris Paul and Blake and Austin Rivers, once he got on the team, would complain. So everyone hated them at the time. And now everyone wants to act like they were the absolute favorites yep. at the time. And I can attest that was not true because I would damn near pick them to win. Every year because I mm. loved their roster so much. They had so many players I loved. I would pick them to come out of the West. Yeah, And it was – I can't remember who it was at mm-hmm. the time, but people were not picking – it was people who were picking the Spurs and the Thunder most of the time. So they were always third in the top billing.
0: It was, it was the yeah. Spurs. So it – was, it, was it was the Spurs for the most part. And then afterward, I mean, before that you had the Thunder because the Thunder made their run, and then they had Harden, Durant, and correct. Westbrook. And then it just correct. went to the Spurs. And during that time, but, that's who it was. And we, the Clippers were, like, the third best team well, within that range. if we want to specifically
2: yeah. talk about Rajon Rondo, that's more of an argument than anybody really made at the time. Uh, there was this one moment one summer where it was thrown out that there was an offer for Rondo for Chris Paul, for Chris Paul to come to the Celtics. And uh, as I said, around this time, Chris Paul's one of my favorite players. Rondo's certainly one of my favorite players. And it was, like, breaking my heart because I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, Chris Paul probably gets us over the top, but, like, Rondo is such a one-of-one player. I've never seen anybody like Rondo. Um, And just thinking about it, his highs probably were higher than Chris Paul. There was times where he was unbelievable to watch. You want to talk about someone who can have an effect on a game without scoring one point? Rondo has that. I'm going to say Chris Paul doesn't have that, but I'm going to say there's so many players that do not have that. Like Rondo's in a class, not by himself, but probably with like Jason Kidd, magic and bird and maybe it's even small. jokic and i don't know if chris paul's in that cuz yeah chris paul a lot of what chris paul could do he's an oust is an outstanding passer still but he can score the rock rondo can't really or he could when he mm-hmm. wanted to that's the funny thing about rondo when he wanted to like you said he could give you 44 but uh and all of a sudden develop a jump shot yeah. but he for the, for a stretch that yeah. second part of the celtics run after they won the ring rondo was Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think that mm-hmm. is more of an argument. I remember. He was their best. Like, I was going to say, I remember D. Roy bringing that up. Like, yo, Rondo. I or personally Chris thought ball. he
0: was their best player probably when 11. Yeah. Those early 2010
2: we teams, Rondo became our best player. Uh, and without being able to score the ball consistently. I, I would personally he, say that. He's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: player. I like that argument.
0: I, I do th- like that argument. I felt around 2012. Tw- I felt around 2012 personally. I remember bringing this with Trent and talking about it. At that time, I know you probably would have hated it, but I always felt with team fit, I would have traded Rondo for Westbrook.
3: Uh,
0: I felt that that – no, and these are the reason why. At the time, the way Westbrook was able to score the ball, push the pace, and actually – and, like, he still had a control of – he still could control pace and control time, like – I felt that that was what the Celtics needed at the time and someone to orchestrate the offense better was something, what they needed in Oklahoma City. I always felt like that could have been a trade. Obviously, we throw other pieces in it, not just exactly Looking back, that, like, had that trade I, ha- I always felt like that was something that could have had happened. Had that trade
2: happened, Westbrook would have made some sort of impact on the Celtics. I'm not sure what. But looking back, Rondo definitely would have made KD better and he probably would have made the Thunder better, but not necessarily better than Westbrook. Uh, Looking back, it wouldn't have really mattered just because of how much shooting was not around Westbrook. It would have been the same for Rondo. Whereas the Celtics, they always at least had Pierce and Ray Allen, who are elite shooters, you know, Uh, and even guys off the bench who can spot up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Rondo had toys to his uh, to his advantage, which Westbrook did get later in their career, Uh, you know, especially with that 2016 run. There was weapons. But for whatever reason, they never surrounded KD or Westbrook with shooting. Uh, And you know they had James Harden, but they figured, hey, why don't we trade him? So yeah, I don't, you know. But that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. But to answer your question, yeah, there was a Mm. stretch where Chris Paul definitely had that title. Deron Williams was the main argument for a time, and Rondo should have been brought up more, but was not. I think it was brought up a little bit here and there, but Mm -hmm. man, Rondo was special, special, like in a way that other players are not. I will say that. Cam, to question three, because we're I know we're taking a lot of your time here. And I still got to get to my absolutely.
3: Minds. Yep.
1: You are my sleep time. Yep. Question three, real simple one. Um, I, I'm going to try. It's this. So this generation of basketball is so fun to yeah. watch. Literally. Absolutely. I'm going to say it right now. I like watching the NBA today more than I like watching the NFL. I think they are that entertaining. Damn. I watch basketball almost. That's I love it. I love that, it. That's interesting. I, interesting. I, I love that.
0: Yeah. Go on.
1: I love it. Um, just watching players go off and score. its The offense that you can watch right now is awesome. And there are so many players, randos, that have the bag. It can score the ball. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the offensive efficiency is off the charts. They're scoring better than ever before. And for me, I am – Taking a change of heart in some ways of, I don't know if I can compare generations of basketball anymore. I really don't, because if you look at the efficiency of the way they score today, like somebody like Giannis, the way he scored, I think it was a few years ago, one of his best years of an efficiency, he was scoring better per seventy-five possessions than Kobe Bryant in '06, which is unreal. That, that year for Kobe Bryant was unreal. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of that. It's blowing my mind. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about player comps, right? And I think about Shaq and how dominant Shaq was, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And how
1: amazing Shaq was. But then I go to Joel Embiid. And And Joel Embiid can do things that Shaq could never do in terms of spreading out the floor, shooting threes. I don't even know how Joel Embiid would be able to just dominate, I feel in that era of Shaq. Like, an Embiid and Kobe thing could work out really, really well. So, where I'm going with this is, I guess my question is, with the way players are scoring today, and um, the way that players like Julius Randle can go for 57, sort of whenever he wants to, like, in this low-key way, and he's, like, nice, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, it's like... How do you compare those players from generations in a way? That's fair. I don't know if you can. That's my first question. And then second question off of that is,
3: yeah.
1: yes, I do, is um, with that Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson thing, are they legit? I don't know. I don't know. Jalen Brunson was a signing that I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. This summer I said, that's stupid. Why would you get Jalen Brunson for that much money? Stupid. I was wrong on that one just as much as I was wrong about Quincy Acey. Trey Young. He's <laughs> unreal.
0: Trey Young, too. We were yes. both wrong on Trey Young, but yep. go on.
1: So uh, those are my two questions. Are the Knicks legit? How do you compare generational talent?
2: I'm going to answer your second question you on, first. Cal. I'm going to answer the Knicks part of it first. First of all, Julius Randle had the, my favorite stat line ever, possibly. He had 57 points, one assist. The only thing that could have made it better was if he would have had zero assists. Ideally, he has zero assists, and he has a 57-point game. That's one of my favorite stat lines, if not my favorite stat line ever. All right? Uh, Secondly, are the Knicks legit? Yes, I think they're legit. Uh, The Celtics had a great showing last night, right? They beat the Kings in impressive fashion. They looked like the Celtics of the first half of the season. But prior to that, Like, if the Celtics Mm -hmm. can continue that, great. That'll be good for them. But my point here being, uh, had the Celtics for some reason faced the Knicks in the playoffs, I think a team like the Knicks, the way the Celtics were playing, could beat them. The Knicks are so smart. Uh, The Knicks are sound defensively, Mm -hmm. which you expect from a Thibodeau team, right? A Tom Thibodeau coached team. So they can defend. But they're just smart. You know what I mean? The way they approach, the way they do the little things, they are a very well-coached team, and they're a professional team. And I don't take that lightly. You know what I mean? Whereas the Lakers, in the beginning of the season, before their trades, they were just a mess. You know what I mean? And you did not see that. The Celtics right now, all the talent in the world, again, Mm -hmm. last night's game, notwithstanding, all the talent in the world, but they were just losing games in horrible fashion, which you did not see from the Knicks and have not seen from the Knicks all year. They put together win streaks over the year. They got Julius Randle. They got Jalen quickly off the bench doing work for them. Mitchell Robinson's playing great. I said on here a couple weeks ago, actually, Cam. I think RJ, RJ Barrett's Barrett. playing great. I think next year, I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know what offseason moves. I do believe they're one of the next people to get a big player in a trade by not moving for Donovan Mitchell. I think they put themselves in a position for, like, a Towns, uh, mm-hmm. maybe an Embiid if things go south in Philly. But they're definitely in position for the next guy.
0: Jalen Brown? Jalen
2: Brown, maybe. Who knows?
1: That would make me so sad, but maybe. Who knows?
2: My point being, regardless, even if they make moves for nobody next year, I think their contender status next year. Like, I just see it. Like, just everything, the way they carry themselves, I just see a contender within the next one or two years with the Knicks. I absolutely do. Uh, I love what I see out of the Knicks. Uh, you know, I'm as I've said three times already this pod, I'm a Celtics fan, but there's two teams I really do enjoy watching watching this year, it's the Celtics. Or sorry, it's the Sixers and the Knicks. And those are two of their in-division rivals. But I love watching them. So, yes, I think the Knicks are legit. Uh, next okay. Next to answer, no, you can't compare errors. You cannot compare errors at all. What you can compare now, though, and because it's it, the league's fucking weird. All right? They completely flip how you referee a game from regular season to the playoffs more than ever. Like, it's literally night and day now. So, whatever the last game of the regular season is, mm-hmm. pick a game that night. Like, whatever the game, the best game of the night is supposed to be. Let's say it's Warriors-Mavericks because they played tonight. If They play on April 8th, and it's going to be like a playoff-like atmosphere. It's going to be called so much, it's, sorry, the game's going to be so much less physical than what that same game would be in the first round of the playoffs. It's literally night and day. So I think you can compare playoff stats and playoffs, yeah. playoff version of players, you know, as far as James Harden and this and that. But as far as offense goes, no. Like, literally, I think the Celtics were, like, the best offensive team in history last year. And I think the Kings surpassed them. Yeah. And I think, I think they, like, blow the uh, the KD Warriors.
0: The Mavericks has to break. Yeah, and great. I think
2: all these teams, like, blow the KD Warriors teams out of the water. And I don't think any of us would say any of these teams are better than the Warriors with KD and Steph and Clay offensively. Like that was insane. They could get any shot they wanted at any time. And no, I wouldn't pick last year's Celtics over their mm-hmm. offense. So no, it's mm-hmm. very hard to compare errors. The game's so much different or so much it's almost like a cheat code now. On we offense.
1: might not even rem- yeah. Like it's just Yep. We might not even remember the Kings offense, what it is ten years from two now. Years from this now. team. You're not even right to remember it. Yeah. But we're always going to remember those Celtics and Lakers teams. We're always going to remember those Spurs teams. Mm-hmm. All five players that started on all those teams, too. Mm-hmm. That Warriors team that we mentioned, you know, we're always going to remember those great, great mm-hmm. offensive teams.
2: So, yeah, no, to, to answer so, before Kean goes in, regular, regular season-wise? Go on, sorry. Oh, no, no. All I was going to say was regular season-wise, you can't compare. Because, it, like, like he said, the Giannis stat where he's – more efficient than Kobe or he's getting he's doing something at a higher rate than Kobe in 06 when Kobe was averaging 35 a game over an 82 game season and Giannis plays something like 30 minutes a game he doesn't even play the minutes that Kobe does Mm -hmm. it's insane that's partly being Giannis' special but it's partly with how the spacing is and everything mm -hmm. else go ahead
1: and if you think about it Kobe was scoring when the league average of scoring was like barely a hundred where now it's well over a hundred You know,
0: so, yes. Yeah. So, I have a very, I have, like, more perspective on this now because I've been going through, it's something that I've been putting together for this channel later on, um, the top 15 MVP seasons since the merger. So, since, like, 90, uh, since 76, sure. 77. So I've been going through literally looking at the best player of that year or the best couple because I'll go to the season leaders and see things and com- I'm now going into I'm getting into that comparison stage between the first MVP I ro- I wrote down was Moses Malone 81 82 played 42 minutes a game averaged 31.7 points per game and then the last one I have was Giannis's 18 19 season I've been debating on going to Jokic's too but like that eighteen nineteen season, he uh, Giannis played thirty two minutes a game and played seventy two games. I think compared to Moses playing all eighty two and forty one minutes, and the numbers are still the same. And yes, that that is a, a lot of the talent of Giannis. But if anybody knows Moses Malone, he is one of like the 12, 13 greatest players ever. The yep. greatest offensive rebounder ever. He is an absolute force of a player. He won three MVPs, and his time was on part one of the best teams ever in this 82-83 Sixers, which we've mentioned twice now, which is crazy. Um, Because that team seems to never be mentioned. But, like, the way the numbers and, like, the efficiency rating has changed, it's crazy because, like, you look at it, like, PER-wise or, like, about PER-wise, you will see... Like, Jokic now and Embiid now are better than Jordan in 87-88 when he put up 35-5-6, and six, won a defensive player of the year, and was literally by far, like, he was the best player. I, how he didn't get a unanimous MVP, a lot of people got, like, Magic got, like, like, he got, like, 47 votes, Magic got 24, and I was like, wait, Magic was great that year, but... That year from Mike was different and probably just came down to record because the Bulls are only 50 and 32. But, like, the way the game has changed, you can't compare errors. But Kyle is right. In the postseason, you can compare it. it was, it's not as physical because you're not seeing Kurt Rambis and Kevin McHale, and that's a normal foul. But at the same time, you are seeing more phys- more physicality in the paint, more physicality on the outside. You don't see as many. So like that when you get to playoff time, you really get to see who is who and what yeah. is what. Sure. So I definitely agree with. So I agree with your point, Kyle's point, and your point that you really can't compare the errors anymore, especially regular season wise and games played too. You can't mm-hmm. compare like with the, how many games are played, people sitting out back to backs, and everything. You have more. You have fresher bodies, and it just shows. And it's kind of and the game's different. Yes. More space to everything that you were explaining, when it comes to the Knicks. I think the Knicks this year are an extreme tough out. They can definitely get to the second round if they see Cleveland or if they see a reeling Boston team. I don't think seeding-wise they would, but a reeling Boston team, they could make that very interesting with them. Next year, I think they're a fringe contender. They're a team that we have to see what happens with the rest of the league. They get a little bit more camaraderie. I think they're missing another like starish piece. So if you added, if you added, like, I like to say this name a lot, but if you added Pascal Siakam to that team, now we're really talking. Because you have Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, Pascal Siakam is not like, it's not the Warriors big three when they were primed or like the Heat big three, but that's a very good three. That's an awesome team. If they were going to have to trade, they would have to trade some picks, R.J. Barrett, a couple others, so they would fill out with rotational players. But – That would be a very very interesting roster Mm -hmm. that no one would want to see, especially with Tom Thibodeau would make that that defensive team would be you would not want to be able to get stops. You'd be able to get stops. Brunson can get buckets late. You'd have Siakam who can go one on one, and then you have Randall who's going to be great in the pick and roll, pick and pop, and as we see, can get hot from three, and he's just a bully. So. I think the Knicks are one move and one star away from being true true contenders, but they are going to make something interesting and difficult for any team that they play. See, I like
2: their roster enough to where I don't think they need to trade RJ, but if they got a player just of offensive caliber that could do something and, you know, play a little defense cuz that's necessary for Tibbs.
0: Middleton's a free agent this mm. year.
2: Yeah, I don't know how that would work out. I don't know what they we'll got. See, but I don't I know mean, what they got for Milwaukee, space, but like I do think if they had just one more half of an impact guy, you know what I mean? I think their team just plays so well together. Yeah, uh, they got a guy like Josh Hart. If they can
0: keep their team together, yeah,
2: absolutely. And you know, Josh Hart does the little things. That, that
0: was that was a big that's a big pickup. They have
2: he just does so many little things, and he's a Thibodeau type dogs. player. Uh, like I think he's quintessential to a championship team, and they already have him. Like if they got one more. I don't even know who like even a Mike Conley would mm-hmm. make a difference like they don't need a Mike Conley because they got Jalen Brunson uh, but just one more like steady guy they could do a lot they really could and you know RJ is going to keep growing and keep uh, progressing I mean look he was he was touted as the number one guy coming out mm-hmm. over Zion when they were coming out of high school just because of how complete his game was He's uh, yeah. he's like right up there with Wiggins as far as Canadian prospects. Mm-hmm. So, if he keeps progressing at the rate he is, because his second yeah. half has been 100%. really good, he can score at will now when he wants. And he's not the most athletic guy, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he takes a leap next yes. year, the Knicks can definitely be dangerous. But uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna keep going here, but I don't want to. Yeah. We're already so, pretty
0: Kyle. Late. Do you have your three questions? I have like. <laughs> or you, have like it is it is pretty late. It's do you want to just late. ask one of them and then we I can know, I, mine are
2: quicker than yours because mine are mine are mostly either or questions, all right? So mine should be pretty quick, all right. Okay. Okay. I've got a couple from shout out we to Trent Baffon. I got a couple from him that he suggested as well. But let me give We need let to me get give y'all on. one right here, okay? We talked about Jason Tatum earlier. Yep. One thing I respect about Jason Tatum, he plays every single night. You know, they sit him once in a while like they do every star. Absolutely. But by and large, he's healthy. He's in there. He's playing. Mm -hmm. Let's just say blank team, okay? Blank team or you got a team and you can insert one star, okay? I'm going to give you an option here, all right? So just picture. Let's say it's the Knicks, right? Let's say it's the Knicks. Whatever. Just picture whatever you got. You have everything around you that you want for your team and you can pick one star, and it's a small forward, I'm going to give you two options here, okay? You can take Tatum as he is, which is 30 a game. Yep. He can shoot. He's going to give you the two-way mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, he's fantastic. He can absolutely be the best player on a championship team, right? You can take him, or you can take KD as yep. he is right now, which is getting injured every three weeks. You don't know if he's going to be on the floor. You don't know if he's going to be on the floor, but you got this postseason run. you got... What is it, two months of postseason? Who are you taking right now? Y'all taking Jason Tatum, who is more dependable night to night? Or are you taking K D and his ceiling, but, you know, all the injury history that he has specifically this year. He's out, like I said, what it seems like every month, every three weeks.
0: Who y'all taking? He's, he's played 42 is. games this season, So and he's probably going to end with like 46 to 48 yeah. last year. He played 55 the year before he played 35. Really, that Achilles injury was the end of the consistency of Kevin Durant staying healthy. Yep. He was injured before a little bit, but the least he played before that was 60. Or he had a 27 because that was a like, legitimate injury, but before that was like 66 really. Um Going into that, I'm still taking Kevin Durant because I feel like you can seamlessly fit him into any situation Anyone. and he's going to be 100% legitimate. If you go with Tatum because of the consistency, you know he's going to show up for work. Absolutely fine, 100%, no argument. Mm-hmm. Be- the You can fit KD more seamlessly than arguably any player ever.
1: I would agree with that. I, can, I, yep. I
0: have to go. I, w- I would personally go with KD.
1: And it's so tough for me because... I am a C's fan. Right now, JT is my favorite player to watch. He does things that are so fun. But yeah. KD is one of the greatest players of all time. He is, like Keenan said, could get plugged into any of the 30 teams in the NBA, and they're making the playoffs if not going towards the conference finals. KD is doing that. I think Jason Tatum is in a space where... He's just not there yet. He hasn't shown us that. He could end up, for all I know, being Carmelo Anthony, which I love. Great. But that doesn't get me the rings, and it doesn't show me that consistency in some ways. Um, KD's injuries is definitely a concern. But playoff KD, he produces points. And he's the type of player where he does not demand the ball in his hands the way that some other players do. KD seamlessly fit on the Warriors. KD seamlessly will fit on the Suns when they play together, where Booker can do his thing on ball, take the ball. KD, you're not just going to leave KD to the weak side to toss over there, but he'll hang out over there, and he'll just do it. He'll be like, yeah, give me these 15, 16 touches.
0: I'll still get my third. It's
2: insane. So that's why I'm insane. going to yeah. uh,
1: Enough.
2: Look, I would agree with both of you guys.
0: He went – I was going to say his last game he really played. It was, again, he had 13-17, to 17, yeah. but go on. I'd
2: completely agree with you guys. I'd probably take KD too. Uh I just think it's interesting, like, given where KD is in his career and how I said yeah. about Tatum, how he's better. You take Tatum over a lot of players, but you just wouldn't put him in a certain zone right now. But we would still all take KD, and he played half a season, and we can't even – we don't even know if he'll make it through the playoffs, and we'd still all take KD. And Tatum – we and Tatum we gives you and don't. Tatum gives you damn near everything we don't. that uh, KD does. Uh, I do want to say this has nothing to do with anything. I I don't have this player.
0: He's ninety eight percent of KD, pretty much. I don't
2: want to. And by the way, you mentioned Melo. I personally believe Melo could, with the right team, win a championship in his prime. But that's that's another story for another day. I'm a big Melo guy. But I just want to mention this. This guy right here, just because he's playing insane. Okay. This has nothing to do with the questions I'm about to ask. But Kawhi is currently playing at a sublime level. Like, he is quietly just averaging 30 mm-hmm. points with insane efficiency. Like, I think he's shooting over 50% from three, two. I could be wrong about that, but I believe he is. Either that or high 40s. But uh, Kawhi's playing insane. Paul George, thankfully, he's only out for three weeks. And, you know, I lied. They are part of one of my questions coming up. But... Yeah. Let me ask y'all this, all right? These two teams are tied together due to the trade with AD. Uh, We did hear news today. I don't know if y'all saw this, but Zion will be back possibly in like two weeks or he's going to be reevaluated again in two weeks. Who knows? But he got cleared Mm -hmm. for encore activities today. Uh, Next three years, all right? You can be the Lakers with LeBron and AD and their uncertainty with health, right? Never know what their roster is going to look like. Or... Mm -hmm. You can have the Pelicans with Zion's uncertainty with their young talent. Uh, Next three years, who would you rather be, Pelicans or Lakers? Go ahead, Cam.
1: I'll go first. I'm going Pels. I'm going Pelicans because I think that their young talent and what they've built around there is really, really awesome. I think Ingram's a legit player. I think CJ McCollum, has been yep. one of my C. C. McCollum is a shooter. He's a nice veteran player. Zion, it's so tough because the dude is just off the court more than he is on. But when he plays, he's so fun to watch. Dominant like you wouldn't believe. Their defense is pretty good. At the beginning of the year this year, they were unreal. They were unreal when they were all meshing together. They had a great starting five and bench players, you know? Um, Grand Theft Auto is just going off, stealing the ball, doing crazy things. The Lakers, I think they're a mess. If you think about the players that they got rid of to get LeBron, to get AD, to get where they are, to get Westbrook, and think about what their team could be today if they kept some of those pieces, (laughs) like Julius Randle, like Brandon Ingram. I don't want any part of that front office. In any sort of way I think that AD It's so hard for me to say Because I was a huge AD fan He's not it He can't be a one And LeBron James needed him to be a one Really needed him to be the one And AD, he can't take that role That's where I'm at So I'm a Pell's person all the way Listen um,
0: Three years Um so we've gotta project a little bit. If LeBron is as good today as he's in three years, I would take the Lakers. Because as great as the Pelicans young talent is, there's no Zion if there's no Zion, they're not going. Because and like Brandon Ingram's retirement, Ingram, CJ then. McCollum, that's so perfect as a two three <laughs> it could be. Honestly, they're they're perfect. That's perfect as a two-three. When Brandon Ingram's your two and C.J. McCollum's your three, okay, you're talking championship for sure. Mm-hmm. When C- when Brandon's your one and C.J.'s your two, you're talking play-in team. So, and but I'd have to lean the Pelicans because I don't think it's it's almost it's unrealistic to think that LeBron's still gonna be a top seven Mm -hmm. to eight player in three years.
1: Fact number two. like
0: It's so like I've just, and then Anthony Davis, for me to put my faith in Anthony Davis is like me putting my faith in Zion, essentially, because Anthony Davis is going to play more, but is he going to play when it matters? Mm -mm. That's what I need to know. And like regardless if I see Anthony Davis have 55 games on the, on the stat sheet, and Zion has say twenty five to thirty. If they're both not there when it matters, I would lean towards the younger talent that's yep. gonna be there, that's gonna make things interesting. So I'd have to go Pelicans just because I Lebron's will probably fizzle out to a top twenty player, which yep. is credit to him. It's amazing that he was gonna be in his like twenty third year and he has a chance to be like a top twenty player still. But I, I'd have to go Pelicans. I would,
1: fact number two, real go quick: ahead, go ahead. Bronny James yep. Jr. is gonna exist. Ronnie James Jr. is going to exist, and LeBron's following him no matter what. So that's in the next three years.
2: That's funny you say that. Two things I want to add. Keenan, you mentioned the Pelicans' future. The Pelicans have all the Lakers' picks, right? So Lakers are pretty much capped out on – I think Mm -hmm. the only pick – Unless they traded it this year, I'd have to have to look. I don't know. But the the Lakers might be out of picks for the 2020s. If not, they have one, and that's 2029. But they might have traded that for D'Angelo, which I believe they did. But I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Uh, Funny you mentioned Bronny. I was going to say facetiously, does your guy's answer change at all if Bronny comes to the Lakers? But we know that's not happening. (laughs) But uh, next question.
0: Um, no, I mean, I think, I honestly think that Bronny is going to be decent, like decent Mm -hmm. to good. It's just really hard to project and I don't want to fully project because like he's turned, he's turned himself from a second round pick to a lottery pick in a year. So kudos to him because he's like, regardless of him being LeBron James son, he was still going into his junior year, not going. So he was not what highly touted as like LeBron was, but he turned himself into a future top ten pick if everything keeps progressing as he does, but I'm I mean, he's not going. He's not Wemby going to change life for an organization. So yep. no, but go on.
2: Similar question. Over the next three years, we'll give you guys two teams, okay? Mm-hmm. The Clippers, who also yep. have pretty much no picks the rest of the 2020s due to the Paul George trade, uh, Kawhi injury history suspect. <laughs> Paul George injury history, suspect, right? But they're still there and they still might be there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't know if they'll trade. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen over the next three years with those two? But we just that's the thing, we just never know. So you have the Clippers. Yep. Now, I'm gonna give you the Warriors too, but let me factor in this, okay? Warriors just whiffed on Wiseman. Warriors seemingly Mm -hmm. whiffed on Moody. He's not getting he's behind. Anthony Lamb mm-hmm. and Ty Jerome in the rotation. And they were both undrafted. All right. Kaminga, Kaminga's in the mm-hmm. rotation. All right. They overpaid Jordan Poole. That looks
0: kaminga like, has been playing much better absolutely. over this last year. He's month. he's in the rotation. So he he's starting to round into form of what they thought he was. He's he'd the be one they got out of the going. three,
2: right? They still got Wiggins, that's good. Yep. Clay will see within the coming years, blah, blah, blah. Jordan Poole though, this is this is what really narrows it down for me that Jordan Poole contract I think is atrocious. I don't think they based that contract off of Tyler Hero and I like Tyler Hero's season much better than Jordan Poole's. He doesn't play a lick of defense. Uh he's very much heat check six man guy and they gave him uh what you would have given Clay if Clay
0: was in the same position. You know what I mean? Uh so I so Jordan the thing with Jordan Poole that I've noticed is the fact that Jordan Poole is great. Oh not sorry, great. He is very good. I mean let's use the word great when he is the second best option. He is oh like when it's Steph and Jordan Poole or when it's Clay and Jordan Poole, you see his numbers be very good. But that's not when the Warriors are still gonna be at their best because Clay is definitely elevated his game over the last year showing he can still play and then obviously we know the greatness of Steph so like that the thing with them is that him as a third option hasn't fully worked like he just I don't feel like he knows his role as a third option and they've eliminated him from the final game lineup it is Steph it is Clay, it is Dre it is Dante DiVincenzo and it's Looney for the most part is what they're finishing that's like Or Kaminga. It's Kaluni or Kaminga depending on the game. But, like, Poole does not finish games anymore. It's De, it's Di Vincenzo, and I don't think that's the wrong move. I think that is the right move because Vincenzo can stretch the floor, hit threes at a high level, plus also sure. play high-level And that's
2: ex- exactly my point. But go no, that's exactly question. my point right there. Uh, he He's not even in their crunch time five right now. They gave him all that money. Uh, you know, it's hard to project what mm-hmm. Clay's going to look like year to year. Draymond, it looked like he was going to opt out. He would be stupid to opt out and become a free agent next year. So you'll probably have Draymond back if you're the Warriors. But you don't really know what's going to happen after that. So there could be a world where two years from now, Draymond's not on the team. Steph Curry, he's very much like Durant, where you just don't know month to month how much Curry's going to play. He just seems to get these freak injuries, which isn't exactly his fault, but it happens, right? So given Steph's injury history, Given the contract situations, given what they gave Jordan Poole, given their recent draft history, which wasn't great, where they probably should have traded that number one, maybe, right? Uh, what do y'all think? Like
0: three year Well, they had the number two pick, and I told I, I kept saying they should have traded Lamelo. I thought they should have gotten Lamelo. I think it would have fit in perfectly there. I agree. That, though. That's a, so
1: much. Uh, that's no, a I, story I, for I, another day, though. Know? I could that, talk about yeah, this forever, traded dude. It,
0: Either traded it or I would have drafted Lamelo because Lamelo running a point with Steph kind of running a two and Clay moving a Wouldn't three I think would have been electric. Real? Be electric, yeah. And like he fits be, everything it that they all-star. do.
1: Lamelo would be. It fits
0: everything. Yeah, he was last year. Like he yeah. fits everything that they do there. I thought that he would be perfect. But go on, sorry to interrupt. Oh no, question. I
2: mean that quest was finished. Next three years though, Clippers warriors. Who are y'all taking?
0: I'm taking the Warriors, and it's because of Steph, specifically, because I do not try, like, if you could guarantee me that Kawhi is going to stay healthy, like, Steph's had these weird freak injuries, but, like, they're not his body-breaking-down injuries, which is why you can avoid them like because before this year he's been playing 64 63 69 like, he broke his wrist but that was a weird year anyway but 64 63 69 like he's been around that pace and that is like your regular NBA that's your regular NBA 72 to 75 now so i trust the fact that he is going to be the top 2 to 3 best player in the league for the next 3 years which is why i would only go there specifically for that reason alone Because I don't trust that Kawhi is going to be healthy when it matters most. But if you could guarantee me that, I would go with the Clippers. Because I think that – because you'd have him and Paul George, and that's going to be better than Curry in whatever they have second probably at that time unless Clay does what I don't think he fully will and stay that high a level.
1: So I am similar to you except Mm -hmm. I could see – if the Warriors make moves in terms of if they can move Clay Thompson somewhere for some value, they and put some
0: new people around Steph, make Jordan you have to remember Wiggins is there too. I Wiggins know. Is, I I just forgot about him just yes, it, but Wiggins is there. He's still younger. Wiggins so, younger. Yeah.
1: If they could make Poole more of a second scorer type person, and really it's all down to money. Both those teams spend a lot of money on players that I honestly don't even love. I don't love the Eric Gordon move, to be honest. I don't, I like Norman Powell, but Norman Powell's there for a long time and he's a $20 million a year guy. And I think he's there till 2026 in terms of his contract. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in the long run right now the Warriors bench is deeper and I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that if you're looking at the teams that are successful right now, you have to have those guys that are on the bench, your six sevens, your six seven eights, that if they can go in there and they can be the best player on the court during that time for eight minutes. That's why I think the mm-hmm. Celtics are good. Cause they have Malcolm Brogdon that can go out there for eight minutes and he can be that guy for eight minutes. You know, I think the bucks are good because Bobby Portis can go out there and make that happen. I think that the nuggets are good because that team is built around Jokic. Jokic might not be the fastest mover defensively, but he's a body and they've built around him in terms of, we're going to put more bodies around him that can play defense, but also Aaron Gordon can get a bucket. Jamal Murray, all these guys can score. Um, I think that the Warriors have a deeper bench. I trust um, Steve Kerr more than I start, trust um, Tyloo. What's his name? Tyron Ty Lou. Um, so I yeah Lu. So I'm going. I'm going Warriors. Even if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, um, <clears throat> I could see Paul George saying adios, and I could see Kawhi Leonard saying peace as well. So.
3: That-
1: that's, that's, that's of yep. it too. That's my aspect. I'm going to
2: respond to that.
1: So I'm going. I'm, I'm going to respond to
2: that and say the last two questions that I asked, this one and the, the Lakers Pelicans, I don't really know the answer to. I'd probably lean towards Pelicans with the other one just because of the picks. This one I have no idea. All right, just because of the money mm-hmm. doled out. I do want to. It's tough. I want to say this. Tough. I disagree with your point about Clay. I don't ever see the Warriors moving on from Clay. I don't think Steph would ever allow that. Uh, I think you will be able to get to the point where the league's going with this money and the television deal that comes in in a couple years. The contracts are going to be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, Norman Powell being a twenty million a year player, that's going to be whatever Norman Powell is now in like three years. It's going to be a forty million dollar player a year, which is insane to even think. Like that's where we're going to be at, or mm-hmm. even like a thirty-five million dollar player. So crazy. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I disagree with. Like, I think – oh, my point I was getting to there. Jordan Poole, I believe, would be the one to trade. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I think they'll be able to move it, you know? Uh, Wiggins, too. I don't know about Wiggins. Maybe they move him. They seem to like him a lot, especially after his finals run last year. Um,
0: I would keep Yeah, I probably him would. I'd keep I probably Wiggins. would keep him. No, I don't think – he's not going to – he's young. He can play defense. He can be a second – op. he can be – he was their second option. If there would be a year, way yeah. for them to trade pool,
2: and maybe if they – like if one had to go, I think they'd trade Draymond or let him walk in free agency. And Kaminga can bring what he has defensively. Sure. Kaminga has the uh, versatility defensively, but they'd have to bring someone to really be that – playmaker point guard because Draymond's offic- like officially their point guard, pretty much. You know what I mean? Steph's listed as that, but who sets the offense up? It's Draymond. So they would need at least someone like a Mike Conley. I mentioned that earlier, funny enough, but just an example, like a table setter type guy ben to go Sanders. along with Steph and Klay. Uh, the other point I disagree with is I think the Clippers are deeper. I think the Warriors are about seven and a half deep, uh, and that's with Wiggins. I think the Clippers with an Eric Gordon... I think Eric Gordon's redundant next to Norman Powell, but I do like someone like Eric Gordon. Like, if he were on the Warriors, I think that'd be great for the Warriors. You know what I mean? So I do like the Clippers' roster a little better, not when it pertains to winning a championship this year because I don't think they have any answer for a guy like Jokic or if they were to meet and beat in the finals, if the Clippers were to make it that far. I don't think they'd be able to guard and beat at all. Uh, so I think they struggle there as far as post-defense. <laughs> exactly. Guard they can't guard Luca, but not anyone can. Uh I really love how Kawhi is playing right now and I really loved how Paul George was playing before this injury. Like it kills me that he got injured last night. I'm glad it wasn't an ACL. But the fact that he's doing three sixties in traffic tells you like mm-hmm. all you need to know about where his game is at in his mind. Uh I do have two quick last questions and we'll get out of here. These are yeah. quick, these are from Trent Bathlon. This one's simple. Uh bam out of bio or Let me get his name right. Is it Donna Muniz Sabonis? Sabonis on the Kings. Or is it Dantes? I don't even know what the fuck his first name is, but I love his game. Um, But Bam, Demontis DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis. Who y'all taking? Bam or Sabonis?
0: Yeah, and so, so I'm a Heat guy, but I think I'd have to lean Sabonis because of the fact that uh, Bam's a great, great defensive player. He can step out. He can go one through five because of his versatility. But offensively, he hasn't developed like I was hoping he would. And I just think the offensive, the way, especially the way the league is today, Sabonis is like a mini Jokic. And Rich, I would go with Sabonis. Seven
1: assists, dude. He's he's love he's Sabonis smart. Yeah, Sabonis is smart. So I want Sabonis.
0: <laughs> he's just like his I would dad, agree with so.
2: that. Uh, Adebayo also an underrated playmaker. Yeah, Bam's love Bam. Bam's though. great. Bam's great. He's an underrated playmaker. Yeah, he but yeah, is. I think yep. I agree with both of you. I would take the bonus right now. Uh this one's a Trent special though, for real.
0: Bam is great on every team. Everyone could use a Bam. Yep. Right, I'm going to give Bam. you a player.
2: Going. It is SGA. Okay. And I'm going to give you a list of players. You just tell me both of you yes or no mm-hmm. if you take SGA over all of these players, okay? Uh, I'll spoil it right now and say Trent, okay. Trent's opinion. He said he would take SGA over all these players. So, I'm gonna go in reverse order as far as uh, yep. level of talent. I'm gonna go in reverse order here. Would you take SGA over Bradley Beal?
0: Okay.
3: Yes. Yeah. I agree
2: with that. Would you take SGA over Zach Levine?
3: Yes. Yes. 100%. I
2: agree. Would you take SGA? These two are tied. I don't where am I gonna order this one? All right. Would you take SGA over Jalen Brown?
1: Yes. It's
0: really
2: hard, but i have yes. to think about it.
0: If, I would say okay, so that's kind of a little trick question for me. If you're starting a team, yes. If you want a second option, no.
2: Yeah, I don't get it. That's fair,
1: and it depends on what think, team it is. I don't know, I don't know how SGA would fit on the Celtics right now with all the point guards that are there. But I, I do th- love SGA.
2: Just player for player, it though.
1: It depends think, like Keenan says, but if you're starting a team, I'm going SGA. Play, player, SGA. for I
0: guess in the player player, I'd have to lean SGA because if I was starting a team, I'd go with him. But like Jalen Brown, besides Anthony Davis, when healthy, is probably the second as the best second option. In the mm-hmm.
2: So you I went SGA, Cam, you went SGA as well? Or did you go Jalen?
0: Unless I'm forgetting one. I went SGA.
2: Next player. Camden brought him up earlier. SGA or Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards. Mm.
0: Ant. Okay.
1: That's a tricky one. Don't get me wrong. I like I like SGA a lot, but
2: Ant's what my man. Got you, got you. No shame in that.
0: Razor thin. Like again, I think, I think that like like Camden said when he said face of the league. I didn't blink at it. Like I, I just, I well, not something I never thought of. But like the trajectory of Anthony Edwards is just higher to me than SGA, so I have to go. With right, that. Two Even though SGA. Two is more players. Two mm-hmm. more players.
2: SGA versus Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Who are you playing? Who, uh, who are you taking? Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points in a game.
0: I would have to say Donovan. So I would have to say Donovan Mitchell. I think when I did my top 20 list, I had him over Don. I had Donovan Mitchell over SGA. So I, I would be lying if I changed in two weeks. Um, so, yeah, I would actually wait. No, I lied. I lied, actually. So you argued with your own so, list? I just thought about it. I Anthony I'd, um, so my list is actually I have Ant a little lower than Shay, and I have Donovan Mitchell a little <laughs> lower than Shay. So wait,
2: so you're changing? Are you changing your? Ish, you're changing so your answer actually, based on your list from a few weeks ago. Even I told you, Ant and Don.
0: No, and my gut told me Anthony Edwards because if I'm future future-wise, I think the projections there, I would be fine if someone said SGA at this exact moment, but I would take Anthony Edwards moving forward. Donovan Mitchell, there was literally a toss-up between them cuz I had Shay 15 and Donovan Mitchell 16.
1: That one's super close. And these are all I
2: don't
0: right know now you but. Call So call I, I again, so Oh, these are all, like these are all right now. Then yeah, I would have to take then. All right, now, okay. I'm going so Shea. Today, I'm going then Shea. Then I'd have to. I, uh, if, Shea's are, if, if Shea's on the Cavs, if if Shay's on the Cavs, he's back? averaging like thirty-two. Uh, how, how does right he now. look with
1: Garland? I don't know how Shea works with Garland.
0: I would, I think I'd have to go Shea. I yeah, really I'm going do. Shea. I mean, in my, li- I'll my list. I'll say this was in depth. I will say this I took time to think about it. I'll say this before I do my, say, my last player that I'm going
2: to compare him to or give you the either or for. Um, I think, you know, you guys mentioned how malleable KD is and how you can throw him anywhere. I think SGA is kind of in that mold too. I think you could throw SGA on any team mm-hmm. and he succeeds. I think he could be a point guard for you, and like, I think he could absolutely. be a scorer for you. Clearly, he's averaging 32 a game. But, uh, yeah, I think he could do either or at a high level. But my last one, or mm-hmm. I should say Trent's last one, SGA versus Devin Booker. Who are you taking?
0: No, Book? Devin Booker. Right, that was Book.
2: pretty cut and dry. That was Book. pretty cut and dry. Look.
1: That's every day for me. Look, yeah. Cam, I want to say
2: this. Yep. Please come back on before the playoffs. All right? Love to talk ball with you. Second. Yes. Second from Absolutely, the Warner man. Brothers podcast to you. Yeah. We deeply apologize for keeping you up this late. We know you got students to uh, attend to tomorrow. But. We definitely enjoyed this NBA talk. I sure and, do. But we man. planned for this Out of Black. For sure. For sure. We planned yeah, for this, this to be great. like an hour twenty at the most, and of course it went to uh nearly two hours, but hey, that's what happens when you guys talk and ball.
1: What did it get to? <laughs> One
0: hundred forty three at the moment. Yep. But, but- what does it say? Camden, I love talking with you. I mean, we have a hey fantasy rivalry. So yes, it's do. like everything's been great. We've been I mean, I've been friends with you for over a decade. It's been now, a long so time, it's been man. Complete been, been a long, long time. Um I obviously Kyle always great. I guess you've been my brother for twenty five <laughs> plus years, I guess. So <laughs> I guess it's been dope. Um, but also as I mentioned I wanted to look out. I'm going to be having a little mini series of top fifteen MVP seasons over the since the merger, sure, sure. pretty much over the last like 55 years. It's going to be hopefully go, I'm putting it together. I'm about done, so hopefully in within two weeks I should be starting the little series. I'm hoping to do with that. That's so just dope. be on the for lookout sure. for that yeah, as
1: well. That's dope. I love that. Absolutely, we got to a listen. lot of stuff
2: in store on the Warner Brothers yes. podcast in the near future. Cam, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, come back 100%. on within two two weeks. It's two weeks? Can we have you back on in two awesome. weeks? Is that possible? It's a pleasure. In between the playing games? I'll
1: be back. Yes, you and can. Maybe, yeah, we do maybe, it awesome. maybe, maybe we do, it on do a not Friday do it night? on a school if we night. If we do that, I won't have to catch up on sleep. I mean, I'm going to need like seven days for this one. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to need seven days to catch up on sleep For sure, today. for sure.
2: This was the Warner Brothers podcast. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This was the Warner Brothers Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, review, all that. We'll be back next week. Cam, great NBA talk once again. Keenan, great talking to you. We're out of here.